two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Final show of 2021, and we are going to get in what could be the final game for Ben Roethlisberger at Heinz Field as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're also going to look at some of the people complaining about bowl games in college football. It's very, very strange. Uh, Brady Quinn has an issue with something that was said by somebody else at Fox Sports Radio. Albert Breer's going to stop by. We're also going to get into Russell Wilson's future. Baker Mayfield and his wife dealing with problems outside of the football field and the news with Brady Quinn. All of it is yours coming up on the Friday edition. Happy New Year. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Rock, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 Bet yeah. your ass. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are. Making us a part of your Friday. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR as we close up shop on 2021. Last show of the year. And what a day that uh, Brady Quinn dubbed a long time ago a football Friday. Friday. For the production of that song? <laughs> that's, that's Roberto and the Heartbreakers. You never heard of that band? Oh, that was amazing. No. <laughs> it is a football Friday today, baby. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? Roberto told me, he said, I got something for you when you say football Friday. And this would have been the last thing I would have thought of. <laughs> it's really good, though. It is good. It is good. I, it is good. If, if we're going to pull out these sorts of shenanigans, I will get you another jingle. I, I will get you another jingle. Uh, to start do, do you guys know what movie that's from? No idea. No. no. The Animal Last Boy House. Scout. Oh, oh that's oh, right. Yeah, the opening of the movie. Is that before or after the guy shoots the guy in the field? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's definitely before. That's uh, before, yeah. <laughs> uh, what are they, the L.A. Stallions? That's correct, yeah. Hey, there's only so many players that can carry a long barrel, like six chamber revolver in their pants <laughs> that, and get away with it. That is Where someone's good. not like, hey, yeah. uh, is that guy got a gun in his pants? Yeah, oh, no, is... no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will not be given any names as that would be incriminating to me if I were to. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that is true. Uh, I, I definitely not, would not qualify. I would not be getting away with that at any point uh, during my uh, football career. I, I can assure you. Uh, like, not, Ew, what is that? Uh, <laughs> no. no. A Carmax cat? What is that? That, that takes you uh, takes you out of the ability to be able to shoot what, someone on the field. What is this? Uh, Thimble Thursdays? What's oh, going on no. over there? Oh, um, no. It's uh, yeah. So we are off and running here. Final show of uh, 2021, but it is uh, it is a football Friday. Can I ask you guys this a question about Last Boy Scout that kind of ties into the dumb Die Hard? Is is it a Christmas movie argument? If if people think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, do you think the Last Boy Scout's a football movie? Because I don't. That's a great question. People relate it to football as a football movie, but it's not. Yeah, it's really not. not. Like I remember watching that because someone told me it was a football movie and thinking, 
There's not any football in this, really. <laughs> yeah, it's not a football movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a football player, I believe, right? It's a, it's a, the, the one of the main characters, right? Jimmy, Damon Wayans. Yeah, yeah Damon Wayans. Damon yeah, Wayans. so, I mean, it's it's about a football player, but it's not a football movie. Yeah. See, we cleared that up. They're yeah, quick. Solving mysteries 20 years later. That's how this works. Uh, if they want us on the uh, the JFK assassination, we'll get that done, too. No stone unturned on this show. Yeah, I'm going to probably stay away from that uh, one. I'll uh, let y'all one. Get okay, so. So, um, you know, we did say it's a football Friday, but it could be the uh, last football Friday. In fact, I'm going to say it right now. It is the last football Friday uh, as far as a home game goes for Ben Roethlisberger uh, as the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, will be taking on the Cleveland Browns coming up on Monday night. And Ben Roethlisberger spoke with the media on Thursday about his status and how he views this being possibly his final home game at Heinz Field. I don't ever speak in definites or guarantees. That's just not what I've ever done or, or who I am. But, you know, looking at the bigger picture, I would say that all signs are pointing to this This could be it. I've been so blessed to play in front of the best fans in all the sports at the best venue. And what better way to have a last regular season potential game than Monday Night Football against a division opponent? You know, it's just it's just special. So I, I got a lot of focus on still for this year in this game. Um, and that, that's got to be it right now. And the only thing standing in his way from a fairy tale ending is uh, Brady Quinn's Cleveland Browns, who can ruin That's it right, all. That's right, baby. Just ruin That's it all right. on I, national television. Hey, you know what? And I wish I was there to start and play and spoil <laughs> this for Ben Roethlisberger. I swear to you. I, we were knocked out of the playoffs the one year we beat him on Thursday night, and it was one of the greatest feelings ever. Just to be from, just to be from Columbus, growing up a Browns fan, knowing that you could spoil the postseason for some Steelers, it was the greatest thing ever. I, I, I could imagine that that's a great feeling. Um, and, and, you know, to the point of it being a rivalry game, um, so to speak, for this to be uh, potentially Ben's last game, I think that they're going to go into the game with that type of energy as well. I mean, you know, you can make this a better season by having a better season, you know, if, if you're really looking at it. I mean, it's it's coming down to the wire for for both teams to be able to make it into into the playoffs. And, you know, this does put a little bit more at stake uh, it, depending on how much you know these guys care about Ben Roethlisberger, and I would I would assume that that these guys have an affinity, a healthy affinity for him, or he probably wouldn't have been back for this last season. So, uh, you know, when you look at it, I think it makes for a, a super entertaining game to watch. Yeah. Because uh, obviously the playoffs are are at you know on stake on, online, but. But the, the the actual meaning of this game, this could be the greatest quarterback. I mean, am, am I am I out of term if I say this could be the last home game of the greatest quarterback? Not not just a Hall of Fame quarterback or a really good quarterback for this franchise. He's probably the greatest quarterback to ever play for the franchise. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know what the crime is in all this? Is a lot of people who are watching Ben now aren't going to have any idea, like especially the younger generation. And it's crazy because it's not like Ben's that old. I mean, he's really not that old, yet they'll not, they're not going to remember what he was like when he first came to the league. Like a lot of those kids, those formative years where you get through your, like your junior high, high school years, where you really start watching football, paying attention. Like those years, I mean, it hasn't been quite the same for him, Ben, of late. Whereas if you looked earlier – 
He was so much fun to watch. The way he would be able to shrug off defenders in the pocket, make big throws downfield, kind of scramble around. He, he really did have a, a, a style to him in a way and manner in which he played that like kind of combined just playing the game and a little bit of backyard football to it and just made it fun. And you, you kind of forget about those days like chucking balls downfield with, um, you know, Mike Wallace and well, I guess Heinz Ward's Antonio Holmes, like all the guys mm-hmm. when he first got there, you forget about some of that. He probably has one of the most legendary throws in Super Bowl history. Oh, God. To San Antonio. I mean, there's no more clutch throw than that one. Okay. I mean that's that's about it, man. I mean that's yeah. it's almost a walk off. I mean he near, he nearly ruined American Underdog. I mean uh, just with mm. that throw, it's terrible what he did to Kurt Warner there. Just awful with the Arizona. I don't know, but he nearly did. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I think you know. that movie might. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not really I mean, sure. It, you know. I'm not really sure about. Uh, can you be an underdog if you're born like six foot four, <laughs> two forty? Yeah, like, aren't true. you already blessed yeah. with an advantage in life if you're built? Like, if you're born bigger than people? There, there's a reason Peter Dinklage wasn't the lead actor in that movie. You know, like mm. it's uh, it's not not exactly the most uh, you know heartwarming. And, and, I, and I could tale. be off, by the way. I mean, Warner might only be like six foot two, two fifteen. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah but he, but, uh, it's it's all right though. We get what you're saying. You know, he did have some physical tools. We'll we'll say that. Do you remember Absolutely. when Ben Roth? Roethlisberger uh, was announced as the starter, and I think Tommy Maddox was injured, if I'm not mistaken. The old XFL and, quarterback, Yeah, the old Tommy XFL Maddox? MVP, oh, okay. Tommy Maddox. I was making sure, yeah. You uh, want to know how Tommy Maddox got into that, that, that starting position? How? So, you know, I got nicknamed the quarterback killer. I know some people think Warren Sapp is, but I actually got the nickname because I was really <laughs> killing quarterbacks. And and that that preseason of Cordell Stewart's last last year there and you can ask anybody who was on this team it was a preseason game and my cousin uh, he was fighting cancer at the time since passed away um was on the sideline had him a jersey on and everything from pittsburgh pittsburgh's my team like you said you'd love to ruin the game for them being a cleveland uh player and being from ohio so being from pittsburgh you play against Pittsburgh, I wanted to destroy them, like dog them. And we're playing against them, and Cordell, right out the gate, does a naked boot and thinks that he can get the corner because he's Slash. And if you know Slash, you know, generally speaking, he's going to get the corner, get about 5, 10, 15, maybe 20 yards because he's faster than everybody and get out of bounds and, and, you know, you keep going. Well, he does this, this naked boot, and he does the naked boot to my side. And he wasn't going to make it because he wasn't going to be faster than me. And and I, I did the whole, you know, I told you guys how you, you get a hold of him, you, you, you slam him down, and that's how you get him, right? So I get him on the sideline, I get him, I slam him, he hits his head off the ground, I jump up, I look at him, he tries to jump up, he goes back down. Cordell Stewart was never the same player after that play, and they ended up having to bench him. For Tommy Maddox. There you go. Fast forward. Tommy Maddox is starting. And then you remember when Tommy Maddox was starting and didn't start. And then Ben Roethlisberger got his opportunity. So, indirectly, this Pittsburgh kid is actually kind of responsible for the Super Bowl that they got with Ben Roethlisberger. Look at Thank you. God yeah. I got in the league Dang. after you did. Man. I mean, you would have made my career shorter <laughs> than it already say. was. My I, God. I mean, I was, I, was try, I was trying to tear quarterbacks. Out. You know, it was, it was running backs too, but it yeah. was different. It was different because running backs knew it. 
quarterbacks is not so much because it's not like we're looking at each other like, all right, he's going to hit me ten times today. All right, we're, all right, all right. I need a no. segue then and ask you something. Because right, look, and I don't want to get too long winded because I know we've, we've got to take a break from the clock and all that stuff. Bart Scott said something this past week about now there's going to be a bounty on Joe Burrow essentially. Like mm-hmm. the the hit is I out. I saw that. Kind of right, right. Why? Well, because of the way they played the past two games against them and, and what they did this most recent one, and that, like, Baltimore's not going to forget that. Defenses won't forget that. But in particular, Baltimore. And, and I just look at it and go, ah, this league's different now, bro. Like, it ain't when you guys used to play. And, it, and you can kind of tell and feel that. Like, and I'll be honest with you, it wasn't even that I felt like defenders took that approach where, like, there were certain unwritten rules that were going to be enforced. The officials took that approach. Like, you mm-hmm. weren't getting the same calls as a quarterback if you weren't Tom Brady mm-hmm. as far as late hits and all that stuff or the way they hit you. I mean, it wasn't the same. Like, I don't, I don't see this NFL being anywhere close to what it was back when Bart Scott played or when you played. But tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're, you're not. I mean, God, here's the thing, right? If, if say, like, let's use me and you as an example. If, if, I saw you off the field. I'd be like, man, that's that's freaking Brady Quinn. Like, dang, like that's Brady. On the field, it's like I'm going to effing rip your head off of your neck, off of your shoulders, and I'm gonna hand it to you and say, here's your head back, bro. But yeah. after the game, I'd be like, man, you okay? How's your head? Can can anybody help What's you up, put that bro? back on? Yeah, right. I, I just I think everybody loves each other these days. Like social media, everybody's oh. hanging out with one another. Everybody. No, you know what it is. Kids stop fighting. Hmm. Kids stop. Remember when you used to get in an argument when you were young with your buddy? You and then it talk. eventually goes. You fight a little bit. But what happens after okay. the fight? Yeah, you're, you're okay. Good. You hug it you're out. Like, all right, we got it out. We figured yeah, it out. You got know. out of your system. You got yeah. out of your system. Jonas wouldn't know anything about anymore. that. Oh, hey, I got my ass beat by my nah, brothers Jonas my entire would. life. Trust my me, entire Jonas life. Would. I, I got a hit <laughs> over there. brothers, yeah. I, I got I a shovel taken to my face in the street in front of my house. Swear to God on that. By a sibling. That's a true story. See, here's the thing is, Jonas and I had these talks. Trust me. He's been through many of those. He's been talked about that's because that's i think has played a relationship to sports we're like you don't you don't so to that point like you don't see that anymore where guys you know really get in fights and can be cool afterwards it just doesn't so happen it's almost you're like right. you're watching a movie and kids are like i'd never do that or yeah I'd, I'd do something like that but then the bar scene actually happens in real life and the kid just looks down at his phone and starts tweeting and starts <laughs> very bar- and, and yeah. talking trash on social media we lived in a barbaric very chaotic time in terms of i think i know, liked it better how manhood was defined and you know, the physicality of, of went into daily living and, you know, whether you were strong, tough, or if you were soft, like that stuff actually really mattered, you know, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like you're, you're able to express yourself in so many different ways. The parameters have been pushed so far out. Um, and sometimes it's so far out now that it's kind of, kind of hard to comprehend it because you, you're like, all right, well, what are you going for here? You know, if you know what I mean. And and the idea of it is, is that they're just, you know, kids these days express themselves artistically through so many different ways and forms and fashions that it's just, you know, it's it's definitely a different interpretation of how the world around us works. 
I mean, so. well, you know, back in the day, it was, uh, you know, fight breaks out, grab the nearest bar stool. Now it's, uh, you know, grab a phone, make a TikTok video, uh, get it on camera. So so in case you can uh, file a complaint against somebody, it's, uh, you know, the game has changed. Um, by the way, are we all in agreement? This is it. Uh, ben Roethlisberger never plays after this season. Or do you think he's actually going to give it a go? I think, I think this try. is it. But I'll say this. I think it would be appropriate, too, if he beats Cleveland only because he's an Ohio guy, man. He's from Finley. And that's the team that passed up on him. I'm sure he would have loved to have gone there initially and been their quarterback forever. So I think that it happens to be Monday night. It happens to be this team is extra meaningful for him in, in what I think will be his last game. It's. Uh, I think it'll be his last game as a Steeler. I just don't know if it, it might forcefully or no, no, no choice be his last game as a pro. Yeah, you know, it'll but be. Uh, I think he might want to try though. It's going to be fun to watch, but at least you get a little mini farewell tour if this is it. You know, make sure to get that out of the way. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Uh, up next, uh, you have got a lot of people complaining, crying, upset about a situation in the world of football. We're going to get into all of it for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, we are going to have another edition of Shot Callers coming up later on this hour. Going to make some predictions for the uh, the weekend ahead in the world of sports and beyond. So that'll be a good time. Um, uh, can somebody help me out here, uh, Brady, Lavar, guys who have participated at a high level in college football? What is with the complaining about? Bowl games and the number oh of bowl God. games this season. I, I don't. Under, I don't understand. What would you rather have? Like some first crummy off, NBA game? Well, first off, we usually have more bowl games, right? Some have been canceled due to um, you know COVID and and issues with that. What I don't understand is it's a lot of people who are in the media, people who are covering college football. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing because it's one of two things: either you don't like your job. And you don't hmm. want to work because you don't want to have to cover maybe some of the programs that aren't the biggest or cover some of these players and coaches, et cetera. Or, you know, the only alternative is like you really don't love football. It's either you don't love your job or you don't love football. Because hmm. the reality is what you miss out on is your job in the media when you cover a sport is to cover the athletes, is to cover the coaches, is to tell their stories. And for 98% of the guys we're watching playing throughout bowl season, they're not going to the NFL. This will be their last games playing football. And so instead of saying, hey, why don't we like highlight them or give them one more opportunity to, to send off their career and take that next step on a high note, or you know, potentially in some cases you lose, you're, you're on a low note. But the reality is this is still about a lot of players who may be playing their last game, the last time playing football, a game they love. And instead of highlighting that, it turns into this negative viewpoint of how we need to be like, we need to have less and all this. These guys aren't deserving. It's like, who are you to say? Like, obviously, there's a network 
that's putting on a bunch of these because they found out that people will watch and it's profitable. And there's sponsors who are willing to put their name on it because it works for them. It's given them exposure and it's been profitable for them. So the reality is, regardless of what your opinion is, if you're the media and you're complaining about, especially college football, and that's, that's your job, you either don't like your job or you don't like football. There's only two, there's only two ways to look at it. It's an age-old complaint. I, I can recall people complaining about the expansion of bowl games back in the late 90s. And, you know, it was always the discussion point and the argument was exactly what you were kind of touching on, Brady, was the, I guess, the, the elitism of, of the college football programs. It was based around the teams that were the best teams and had earned the right to be able to play in the postseason uh, and have a bowl game. And, and the better you were and the higher you were on on the, the polls, the, the ranking polls, the better the better bowl game you went to. And and there generally were just a handful of bowl games that, you know, really mattered. It was like you had a few prelim games like right around Christmas. You had like one or two, maybe three bowl games. And then you have maybe a couple more, um, literally like a couple more right before New Year's, um, New Year's Day. And then once you got to New Year's Day, it's like these are – the games yeah right and and so historically speaking that was just how everybody viewed it to begin with now as we move into to where we are now i think you're 100 percent correct in the idea of being more aware of the fact that if if there are sponsors out there that are willing to pay for young men to have another opportunity to play another game, especially if it could be, you know, some of these guys' last opportunity to play ever or last opportunity to prove that they may deserve another opportunity to keep going, uh, there shouldn't be a problem with it because you're getting an opportunity to see people compete. I could see if it was a everybody gets a national championship or participation trophy. <laughs> you know, that's not what this that. That's not what this is. If you enjoy competition and and you enjoy seeing people match up and and see how they would play against one another, uh, you get to see different conferences come and and square off against one another. I think that it's always a cool thing to see people compete, especially when it's like, okay, who would be better? You know, the biggest thing that we used to do is keep count. Like we didn't like Ohio State. I hate Michigan. But in during bowl season, you become a Big Ten fan. It's like it now becomes a poll. How many games did we win? How many games did SEC win? How many games did the Big East or ACC? So uh, there are a lot of reasons why you enjoy seeing more games being played because it's more about the competitive nature of what's taking place more so than anything else. So for people to kind of, you know, diminish that, it, it really does. It doesn't seem sensible because it's not like you're saying, OK, well, there's the play, you know, there's the playoffs. Why are they still playing other games when there's a play like the playoff doesn't include every team? And we know that. You do not have a system where you can appease or appeal to teams that have had success during the course of their season and they don't make it to the college playoff. So you should have more games. 100%. And also, it, the, the way that it's structured now, before if the, before they go on to expansion or whatever they're going to do, the way it's structured now, to your point, not everybody has a fair chance to go compete in, in a playoff game. Not everybody has that opportunity based on schedule, whatever, you know, where they're at in the polls, if they're even in the top 25. So the 
the idea that you're giving these guys one last chance to get out there, you're seeing players crying on the field afterwards. Because as Brady said, they're never going to play again. This is it. This is the pinnacle, the peak, the crescendo of their entire football career. They've been playing since they were five, six years old. It's over now after this game. And you gave them an opportunity. And I think about all the guys who had a bowl game taken away from them this year who are watching the Music City Bowl. If you can't be entertained by that game, Go somewhere and hide out for a few years. I have no, I don't know what to tell you. That was outstanding television. Not the best tackling in the world on on whatever you want to call Tennessee uh, trying well, to stop or officiating for that matter. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. that is. I don't understand that. There was, so there was a lot of things that you know left to be desired when it came to that game. But the idea that you're giving these guys an opportunity. I remember a couple of years ago, there wasn't. You, you had to be have six wins to qualify for a bowl. That's been the thing, and yeah. they didn't have enough six win teams, so they let a couple of teams that were five and seven in and people were pissed off and outraged i'm thinking to myself if i'm a player on a five and seven team thinking my season's over all of a sudden i get a call hey guess what uh you guys get to go go compete in the viagra bowl uh in in two weeks I'm excited about that. What, why would that I? Get back I mean, yeah. Tom, tell me about it. Tons of, uh, you know, <laughs> options Ty's later on. Running around with pitch tents. <laughs> I just, but the idea is like, I would be, I would be excited about the opportunity to have one last chance to go out there and play with my guys, and one last chance to get out there and have a football game in an environment with fans there. I don't care how many people are even going to pay attention. I just want to be ready to go and have one last chance and an opportunity. The, the, the stands, no yeah. one would ever stand up because everyone's. <laughs> A little too excited. Would it be a blue passing field? Out free samples free Viagra. It would yeah. have to be a Boise State, right? Because it'd be on a yeah. blue field. Yeah. It'd have to you're, be. You're, you're, you're doing the. <laughs> wa- they're trying to do the wave. Meanwhile, you're getting poked in the back of the head by the guy behind <laughs> oh, you. Oh no! Oh no! What was that? Was that a finger? Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, hey, what who, was that? You talking hey, to me? Hey, who's hiding the pylon? <laughs> like I got a banana in his pocket. <laughs> um, it, 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 here's the other thing that I, I see floated around to kind of roll with that narrative is like, oh, yeah, another extra game to exploit these guys oh, for, Jesus for free, free labor. I'm, a couple things. If you do have the chance to go to the NFL, what can you always do? Opt out. Opt out. We saw it in the Peach Bowl. Kenny Pickett didn't play. He was up in the booth kind of helping him call plays or whatever the hell he was doing. Kenneth Walker didn't play for Michigan State. Like, they have the chance to opt out if, if they are part of that 1% or 2% that's going to go on to the next level. All, all the rest of these kids, if they don't want to play, they don't have to play. No one's telling you have to go in there and play. They want to. Like, it's not like anyone's holding a gun to their head and they're pushing them on the field. Like, nope, get out there and go do it. They want to go out there and play. So stop with this whole narrative and acting like these kids are being exploited. I mean, to your point about some of these five and seven teams that have gotten in, it's because of their academic progress rate. Like, they actually tie it back into scholastics and school and how these programs are doing. So Rutgers now gets a chance to play in a bowl game which it, it didn't before, probably shouldn't, probably. I mean, I, I don't know how that game wound up turning out. I mean, Wake Forest should drum them. I think the line's 16. But again, that's why we play bowl games, because it's fun. We have no idea. But the reality is they still tie it back into the performance in school, which is kind of cool if you think about it. And, and the, but the last part to me is just the whole exploiting these guys for playing an additional game. They don't have to. If they want, they can opt out if they want to try to protect their future interest or their, or their best interest as opposed to the team. So I just I, – I hate that whole narrative. It really, to me, is revealing of, like I said before, you either hate your job, you don't like football, 
or you're trying to make it about yourself in that last instance. Shane Beamer, uh, the South Carolina head coach. Um, and by the way, you know, South Carolina is doing their part for the SEC. I don't, I don't know about the rest of the conference. Yeah, but the did, did you doing see Dak Joyner, though, after the game? Like, you talked about emotions. That was one of the most heartfelt reactions ever, and no one was going to be able to talk about that. It, no one. It was unbelievable. And and then you've got, you know, Shane Beamer afterwards seeing, uh, what was the name, uh, Dave Dodd, or whatever the guy's name is, uh, who covers, uh, who allegedly covers college football. <laughs> Football. Uh, him, Dennis, uh, Dennis Donald, who cares? Uh, whatever his name is, uh, Shane Beamer swiped him afterwards, who? just saying, Why are you so miserable? Like, like why Why are you so, like, what is because you don't want to have to to cover the Duke's Mayo Bowl? Like, think, think about what your job is. You cover college football, it's not real work. What we do isn't real work. There are people out there listening right now that are going to a real job right now. We play grab ass and we cover sports and we have a good time doing it. And people hey man, are complaining why are about everybody? it. Why, why are you telling everybody our business, man? Well, I'm saying them. I mean, what we do is okay. the, the coal okay. mines okay. of uh, okay. sports media. Thank you. you know? Thank you. Yeah, I'll be like, telling we're, we're grinding over here. Like that. Hard okay, back to back pail. to your rant. Go ahead. Hard hat and lunch pail. I just I, I I just hate the idea that these people stand on a soapbox and try and tell everybody what should be considered a legitimate football game and what shouldn't. Shut up, man. Go watch something else. That Food Network's got a marathon on right now. I'm sure. Go watch that. I, I don't. I just. I don't know the compl- I don't get the complaints. It's a weird, weird behavioral pattern by these guys. It's mm-hmm. bizarre. All right. Uh, quickly, before we get to break, um, Brady, you alluded to it. The uh, the Tennessee getting screwed on what should have been a touchdown and over. Like, what am I missing? Uh, forward progress well, stopped? Uh, is that the claim? So that's the call is if forward progress is stopped, I mean, the play's over. Now, the hard part is, and, and, and this is one of the things that I knew when I, I actually tweeted this out, and I knew the rule that technically, and this is the stupidest thing in, in football, the whistle is irrelevant in that case. So the whistle in conjunction with when forward progress stopped, even though it is, if you think about it, that line judge who's monitoring when forward progress stops, and most likely they're going to blow the whistle at that point, it's irrelevant to the timing of when the forward progress stops. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you hear the whistle, they could have already deemed forward progress stopping earlier However, it's the dumbest thing because in that instance, the whistle doesn't matter. Yet, if I was to keep blocking LeVar after the whistle, I could get a personal foul Mm -hmm. for a late hit because it was after the whistle. So then the whistle does matter. So this is one of the biggest hypocritical instances where we say, well, the whistle's irrelevant. Well, if, if it's irrelevant, then, like, why is it irrelevant the entire game? Either make it relevant or make it irrelevant and figure out another way of stopping the play, et cetera. But the biggest crime was the fact that when you watch the play, his forward progress wasn't stopped. No. His legs were still driving and moving, and he still had a chance to extend the ball, which he did over the goal line yeah. while still maintaining a, not a body part on the ground. It was an absolute shame that young man got robbed of a touchdown. And, you could, and I don't want to hear the whole, well, hey, they could have kicked the field goal and, and then, you know, might have extended it. Yeah, it might not have. They chose to go for it. It's not that they put that game on the refs. They got robbed by the refs. So, to me, it was a terrible, terrible officiating error. Much like we sit there and watch any play where there's like a turnover or it might be, which there was an instance in that game 
where Aiden O'Connell dropped back and he was looking to try to like throw downfield. Nothing was there. His running back Horvath was in protection. He just threw it in the ground and spiked it in front of his running back. Well, you know what happened? It was clearly incomplete and it wasn't going to be intentional grounding because the running back was right there. But they let the play go. They let the Tennessee defensive lineman pick the ball up and run it back and acting like it was a fumble. And it's all because of the mechanics of officiating where they're saying, well, if it was a fumble, we'd want to be able to review it, and we can't review it unless it's a turnover because if they blew the play dead and said it was an incomplete pass, then it wouldn't be reviewable. And so it's instances like that where you go, this is the dumbest thing ever. We have a replay. We have the ability to make these calls right. All we need to do is go back up to the eye in the sky and let them reofficiate the play. And they can then determine and say, hey, you guys were wrong. His forward progress wasn't stopped. He wasn't down. That's a touchdown. And let's move on with the game so we can get this stuff right. It is so dumb. Yeah, it's a bad look for uh, college football. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Coming up next here, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, some shot callers. We are going to make some predictions for the weekend ahead in the world of sports and beyond. And it's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, um, a member of this show was not pleased with comments made by uh, one of our fellow uh, Fox Sports Radio brethren, uh, and uh, we're going to have that discussion here on the air. And, uh, you know, might get a little spicy. Uh, so we will get into that here coming up a little over 10 minutes from now on FSR. I uh, want to let you know uh, we are brought to you by NHTSA. Do you think it's okay to drive stone? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you've drive different. Drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. And right now, it's time for this. So, you think you're running these streets? Let's find out. Here's your shot callers. All right, so we're going to have some shot callers uh, this week as we head into the weekend. Uh, but uh, Lee DeLapp, uh, who is a uh, – apparently he is a scam artist uh, behind the scenes because he tried to tell me that I was in dead last so far when it comes to shot callers on the season. Lee, I, I think that's just a false report. I think that's uh, that's fake news uh, orchestrated by you and uh, maybe Roberto behind the scenes. Well, I do know the latest trend, uh, Jonas, is that you are on a two-game losing streak while the guy are on two game winning streak can't prove it 
can't prove it. I, 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 I find why that hard we, to believe. Why do we have to can't prove it and I, I, prove it and all? I mean, it just is what it is. Well, you know? first off, this is, from my understanding, the first time we'll be doing this. The rest are all like preseason <laughs> exhibitions. That's a good right? point. Very good point. That, isn't that, that true? That, yeah. that, that's, that's a good point. Um, although what, somebody, I, I did hear about uh, over-unders, and Lee can uh, fill us in on that uh, later on, that somebody's going to be very happy with where they stand on over-unders for the year. Somebody's going to be very pleased on this show. So I, I did hear that. Uh, all right, so Lee, who should uh, who should go first? Uh, you're uh, you're steering this thing. Where do we go? Well, Knox Locks should uh, kick it off uh, for <laughs> some redemption here. That, that's a good point. And since this is the first regular season game uh, that we are doing, and the rest for preseason is pointed out by Brady Quinn, uh, I'm going to go to a uh, an oldie but a goodie that has worked out well for me all season long. When a team that's at least pretty decent gets hammered the week before on the road. If they're at home the next week playing maybe a team that's not so good, take that team, and especially early. And that's why I'm taking the L.A. Chargers minus three first half against Denver. They were embarrassed on the road to the Houston Texans last week. They're going to come back this week. Although Denver's got a good defense, I think the Chargers are going to be fired up and pissed off by the way they performed a week ago. They've still got something to play for. I like the Chargers minus three first half. And if you see it minus three and a half out there, look at Circa Sportsbook. They've got it set up at minus three. Do some shopping and make some money. Brady, make your shot calling for the weekend. Oh, my shot call is going to be the biggest game of the weekend. That's Uh Kansas City going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Obviously, the AFC North Division title is still up in the air. The Chiefs, it's really about seeding, but this is going to be one hell of a game, guys. We've got potentially, honest. I mean, this really could be like that AFC championship game kind of matchup we see for years to come with all the young talent for Cincinnati and obviously what we know about the Chiefs. How about this? The Bengals, they cover. Plus five home dogs, as good as that offense is. I think the Bengals cover. Keep this one close. Not saying they outright win, but I think they cover at plus five at this moment. I like it. Mm. LeVar, call your shot. I'm going with the Indianapolis-Vegas game. Raiders-Colts. They got the spread at at Indy negative 7.5. I think the Colts will actually not cover. Oh All right, God. so I, I think they will win, but I do think that, you know, if, if you go with the, you know, the points here, uh, I, I do believe that, that Vegas will keep it to less than, than a touchdown for the win. So that's my call right there. I, the Colts are going to get it, but, yeah, I, I would take that bet on, on the, the negative 7.5. Because they got the uh, hook there. They call it the hook in gambling when there's a half point. Uh, kind of mess with you a little bit because then uh, some people get panicked thinking, okay, what if they only lose by seven? I don't want to lose by a half point, so they force you to buy a half point. Uh, and uh, and uh, there's that. Uh, we, have a, uh, we have a developing situation uh, in the uh, production studio. Studio. Let's go live to a Roberto Flores, who is our, who is our flight Ooh. tracker. Roberto, uh, was there a, a, a plane or something from the sky that just appeared yeah, in the studio? Yeah, Le- Lisa, what we call in Spanish, a pedorro, man. That guy's- <laughs> <laughs> what oh. happened? Did, uh, did cool. op- Operation Crop Duster uh, land the studio yeah, again? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, they oh, called my shot. <laughs> You're unbelievable, Lee. man. It just- uh, <laughs> so- I didn't have time to go to the hallway this time. fire this week, literally. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
It is just combustible. Uh, it's just unbelievable. He can't uh, can't help himself. I mean, uh, that is a that is just grotesque. I mean, uh, Brady, did you ever experience that with a center uh, playing with anybody? No, uh, nothing? no, at least not that I was aware of. Like it's <laughs> it's kind of like uh, you know, I just told him, hey. I'm not going to ask. You don't tell if there's any sort of situation. <laughs> I don't want to know during the course of a game. Ugh. All right? Like, I'd rather be ignorant to it. And especially with gold pants, Ugh. you can imagine how many times a guy could literally, yeah. Sorry. Is that sweat? <laughs> yeah. Is that guy sweating that much? Yeah, that changed when he got to Cleveland. Now they can't hide it. Have you, well, ever, no. have you ever walked we to the center? brown pants. So. Have you ever walked to the center, Brady, and been like, I just don't feel like doing this right now. I just, <laughs> I just really don't feel like putting my hands here right now. It's a shotgun sort of. That's tapping the butt. Hey, we're getting shotgun tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they, are they are mugging up the egg gaps? No, no, no. I'm just going to shotgun. Make sure, make sure you shotgun snap. Don't go snap. Gun. Don't snap. <laughs> <laughs> just good shotgun. I <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.